together. Today, we are going to be talking about how it is the best year ever to rejoice. The best year ever to rejoice. We're going to be jumping in in the book of Philippians chapter 4. Now, I want to give you some context for this letter that a guy named Paul was writing to the people of Philippi. These were his friends. He called the Philippians. And they were going through some struggles, some tension. They were dealing with some things. And so Paul wanted to encourage them. It's important to note that Paul was writing this letter to his friends, the Philippians, while sitting in prison. He was being imprisoned by Rome, and he decides that he wants to encourage his friends. He hasn't seen them in a while. He hasn't been face-to-face with them, but he wants to give them an encouraging note, so he writes them this letter. Chapter 4 of this letter is the last chapter, and it starts out by saying, therefore. Now, I have to tell you, verse 1, chapter 4, says, therefore, because it's there for a reason. Paul has been encouraging them, and in the chapter right before, in chapter 3, he encourages them that they need to remember and grab a hold of the priceless value of knowing Jesus Christ. He also finishes chapter 3, just prior to what we're reading, he finishes it by telling them he wants them to press on toward living a life in relationship with Jesus, to not forget, to not give up. And so he starts chapter 4 by saying this, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. And I love how personal he is. He says, I love you and I long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. He goes on to say, now I appeal to you, Daya and Sanush, please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. And I ask you, my true partner, to help these two women. For they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of the co-workers whose names are written in the book of life. And then he says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice, exclamation point. There's, there's some excitement behind this. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do and remember the Lord is coming soon. He, Paul gives them a sense of urgency. I want you to do these things, settle your disagreements, get past the tensions, fight past the struggles. I want you to reconcile your relationships with one another and I want you to move on to rejoicing. And he's, he's giving them a sense of urgency because Jesus Christ, he's going to come back and we need to be sure that everyone knows the true joy of Jesus And he says to them, don't worry though about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise, this idea of worthy of praise, worth rejoicing over. Think about these things that are excellent and worth rejoicing over. 
Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. We are going to talk about three main components to rejoicing. And it is the best year ever to rejoice. And the three components are that rejoicing introduces, we're going to rejoice regardless, and rejoicing represents. Let's start out by, I want to define what rejoicing is. Rejoicing is simply reintroducing joy. It's the reintroduction of joy that you have found in your life. And there's lots of things in our lives that perhaps you have found joy in. And all's rejoicing is, is bringing those things back from past memory and bringing them into your present day. It's reintroducing joy to your present circumstances. Joy, let's define what joy is. If we're going to reintroduce joy, we better know who we're reintroducing to our present circumstances. Joy is an emotion recalled by remembering God and his work with confidence, with full expectation that he will act to deliver when troubles come. Troubles will come. Having joy is an emotion that is recalled by remembering all that God has done in his work and a confidence and expectation that he is going to deliver us when trouble comes. Another way to put this is joy is an internal confidence of the results from being in a right relationship with God. Now, there are many things that we could rejoice over. In fact, Paul says that one of the places that he finds joy is he finds joy in other people. And he says this right in the very beginning when he says, I love you and long to see you, dear friends. You are my joy. Verse one, the very first thing he does, the very first part of his greeting is that I love you. I long to see you. I have been distant from you and you are a great joy for me. And I want to tell you that God made us that way. That we give each other a great joy. There is something powerful about togetherness. There's something powerful that we get. There's a joy that we receive from being with one another. The Bible says don't forsake gathering and togetherness. Don't forsake being around each other. Why? Because there is a joy that you and I receive from being around one another. But Paul isn't talking about solely the joy that we get from being with one another, but he's talking about a deep, a true, a sustaining joy. Paul rejoiced whilst being imprisoned. He was able to rejoice by remembering and reintroducing his joy in Jesus to his current journey in jail. Sustaining joy, this sustaining joy that Paul is showing us, that he's encouraging us to have. The sustaining joy of being delivered is found, is only found in relationship with Jesus. Yes, we need one another. Let us not forget and forsake being with one another. There is a deep joy, but we have to have a priority in the sustaining, true, deep, pure joy that we get from being in relationship with Jesus. Psalms 51.12 says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. The psalmist is writing this to God and saying, God, would you restore to me the joy? 
this internal confidence that I have from being in right standing with you. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. That word salvation is deliverance. The joy that I get from remembering that you are my deliverer. That today we can grab a hold of the joy in Jesus because God sent his son to deliver us. He, he delivered us by sending him as a baby and that's what we're really celebrating this season. As we move into this week and Christmas Eve, that is what we're really celebrating. And we're saying, join us. Let's join together, whether it's on our online campus or joining us here in person. Would you join us? The joy that we get from one another, but ultimately that we can rejoice in the sustaining salvation and deliverance of Jesus Christ. And he says, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. See, Jesus equals joy. That's the equation that matters most to us, that Jesus equals joy. And I want to tell you that you can increase your joy by increasing your nearness to Jesus. In Psalm 1611, it says, you make known to me the path of life and you will fill me or increase me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. What this is telling me is that rejoicing reintroduces. And in full transparency, there are moments, there are days, there are mornings. I know this morning I walked in and I needed to reintroduce the joy of Jesus, my deliverer to the circumstances that I was walking through in, in my emotions, in my mind, so what this is saying is, is that we need to get up in the morning and say, good morning, good morning circumstances, good morning 2020, I would like you to meet my friend, my deliverer, my savior, my joy, I would like to introduce my savior Jesus, my sustainer, my salvation, Jesus, meet my circumstances, circumstances, I want to reintroduce you to Jesus. And we need to do that moment by moment, perhaps, morning by morning. But rejoicing is a reintroduction, and maybe today you need to reintroduce Jesus to your circumstances. You maybe need to stop right now and take a second and say, Jesus, would you meet my circumstances? And I love the fact when we say, Jesus, would you meet my circumstances. He always draws near. We can increase our joy by drawing near. And Jesus always reciprocates by drawing near. 2020 is the best year ever to rejoice by reintroducing Jesus to your journey. Number two, rejoice regardless Rejoice regardless. Paul says in verse 4, always be full of joy. And again, I tell you, rejoice. He says it once and then he says, let me say it a different way. Sometimes when we need to really get the message across, we say something and then we have to maybe share a different perspective or we have to say it a different way. And Paul's saying, always, always be full. Always be full of joy in the Lord. The joy that I was just talking about, always be full in that. And again, I'm going to tell you something. Reintroduce that joy. Do it as often as possible. 
The word rejoice is a joyful response to the joy you have received. So it's regardless. I'm going to respond joyfully to the joy I've received even in the midst of a journey that presents a struggle. Now, I'm not telling you that you disregard your circumstances. I'm just saying that we're going to reintroduce joy regardless of those circumstances because joy is independent of our circumstances. I have a 19-month-old daughter who has fallen in love with a celebratory song that we all know called Happy Birthday. Earlier in the month, we celebrated my oldest daughter's birthday. She turned 22 years old and we gathered around and what we were doing was pulling the joy from the past 22 years ago, earlier this month, into our present. And we were saying, you know what, no matter what was going on that day, we were going to celebrate, we were going to reintroduce the joy of her birth to her current circumstances and her day. And so we sang the song of celebration that we all know. It's happy birthday to... And we sing the song. And my 19-month-old's eyes light up. And from that moment on, for the last month almost, this child has been obsessed with us playing the song, Happy Birthday. She walks around and says, happy, 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 happy. It doesn't matter what's going on. And it, it seems like in the most inappropriate times, this child just walks in and is happy. And I'm not feeling happy. And her siblings and myself and her mom sometimes go, no, we don't want to play happy birthday song. We don't want to play the song of celebration. And my 19-month-old just looks at this in such a pure way and just says, happy? She's grabbing phones and iPads and remote controls the Apple TV. And she just wants us to celebrate regardless of what's going on. I love this example that this little child is giving us. That ultimately, rejoicing is your song of celebration that you've been given from something that God has done in your past that you can pull into your present. And it's your song of celebration that you get to sing even when it seems inappropriate. Well, I don't think we should be singing happy birthday right now. No, we're going to celebrate regardless of circumstances. Circumstances can alter your joy or your joy can alter your circumstances. Rejoicing, this is, this is, this is important. Rejoicing is your response to what you know rather than what you feel. Now, I admit this is really difficult. Because I, 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 I'm human just like you, and I get to these points where I just, I'm boiling over with emotion and feeling, and, I'm, feel, and I'm, I'm overcome almost by these feelings. But rejoicing is my response to what I know, not what I'm feeling in the moment. Philippians 4, 6, what does Paul tell his friends, the Philippians? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything and tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. How do you thank God for all he has done in the middle of circumstances that maybe don't seem the appropriate time to rejoice? You just begin thanking him for all he has done. God, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for giving us 
As Chandra, my wife and I and her siblings said, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for giving us this oldest child 22 years ago. Well, what are we doing? We're rejoicing. We're choosing to celebrate regardless of what's going on. It, it didn't matter. We were choosing to celebrate what we know, to rejoice in what we knew, regardless of our feelings. So rejoicing refocuses us so that we can have a lens of joy that shapes our circumstances instead of our circumstances being the lens that shapes our ability to find joy. 2020 is the best year ever to rejoice regardless of circumstances because our joy is found firmly in the Lord. And lastly, rejoicing represents. Paul says to his friends, let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. And then this moment of urgency, he says, remember the Lord is coming soon. What's he saying? When he says, let everyone see your joy, he's saying, let everyone see. Would you give evidence? Would you bear witness to the joy that God has given you in his son, Jesus, for everyone to see? Would the joy that God has given you, that you hold inside, would you allow it to become, to, 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 to be transformed from an internal feeling, an internal anchor to an external expression? This word rejoice also means to share your joy or to represent it. Rejoicing represents the author of joy, Jesus to others. God has gifted Jesus to humanity. In the midst of cultural chaos and busyness, because he knew his joy would be our strength. See, as we move into this week and celebrating Christmas Eve together, and celebrating Christmas morning the story of God introducing his son Jesus to the world, being born in a manger, is not far off from where we're at today in 2020. There was a bit of chaos culturally. There was a hurriedness and a busyness. People were hustling about, trying to get to where they needed to get because of a census, and there was some turmoil for the Jewish people who are under oppression. And their hope was that they were going to receive a king who was going to establish a new kingdom and take over. And God gave us this tiny savior as a gift, gave humanity this gift of joy in the midst of all of that, that today in the midst of everything going on, I'm reminded as much as you are, even as we worshiped this morning and saying, hallelujah, and we just rejoice and we sing your holy name. I'm reminded as much as you are. The gift that we've been given, the joy that we've been given in Jesus 
and the strength that it, given, that it gives to us. And I want to tell you that a gift isn't good unless it's shared. God had his gift, Jesus. And it wouldn't have been a complete gift. Jesus would not have been a complete gift if he would not have shared Jesus with humanity. And you've been given the gift of joy and it is not complete unless it's shared. In Nehemiah 8.10, this is what the author of this book, Nehemiah, says. He says, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks. Now he's talking to his family. He's talking to the Israelites and he's saying to them, right now, as we remember, this is what was happening when he wrote this letter. He said, right now, we're remembering all of the difficulties and all of the pain and all of the struggle that we've been through. But in order to understand the great joy that we have from God delivering us, we have to also know that we have to deal with sorrow and pain and struggle. And, and we need to celebrate and we need to rejoice. This is go and rejoice. Rejoice not in the pain not in the struggle, but rejoice in the joy. Reintroduce the joy of being delivered. He says, go and celebrate, go and rejoice with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. I believe this is a word for us today, that there are people around us that we need to share the gift of food. We need to share the gift of joy. We need to share the People are hungry for this internal joy. They're, they're chasing life's pleasures, but they're not finding a sustaining joy. And they're hungry and they're not prepared and we're seeing the lack of preparedness, the cracks in our own lives, that we need to reintroduce Jesus in those areas in our lives. And we're seeing the breakdown in the lives of people around us and in society. And we need to share this gift for those who are not prepared. And he says, share this gift with people who have nothing prepared. And this is a sacred day before our Lord that today, December 20th, 2020 is a sacred day before the Lord that we can rejoice by reintroducing Jesus to our journey. That we can rejoice regardless of circumstances and our joy can shape our circumstances and how we look at them. And we can rejoice by representing it is the ultimate re-gift that we can give to people right now. And it's always so funny when you get a gift and you re-gift it. There's some laughter. There's some internal giggles perhaps when you do that. And there is a joy in you that God wants to complete as you re-gift, as you share it. Today is the sacred day, family. That we should not wait. There's a sense of urgency that Paul gives to his friends, the Philippians. And he says, the Lord is coming soon. There is an arrival coming and we need to tell, we need to share, we need to represent this great joy. And then he goes on, he says, do not be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
We need strength. I need strength. You need strength to persevere, to endure. Your ability to find joy. Literally at times, my wife will say to me, you just need to laugh at the circumstances. It seems inappropriate, but we're going to sing our song of celebration and laugh at it. We're not going to be dejected. We're not going to be sad. It's not that we're not aware of the circumstances, but we are going to find strength. We are going to rejoice in the joy that we have in the Lord, and we're going to share it and represent it. Rejoicing and representing Jesus is the ultimate re-gift in 2020. It's the ultimate re-gift every day. 2020 is the best year ever. It's the best year ever to represent Jesus as the ultimate re-gift. Now, in this last few minutes, I have a couple practical things for us to walk away with this week as we move into Christmas Eve. Number one, I want you to ask God to highlight one circumstance. There might be many circumstances, but let's simplify this. I want, I want you to ask God. We need God's lens on this. Ask God to highlight one circumstance that you need to reintroduce joy to in your own life. This is for you personally. Now, I want you to turn around, and this is for the people around you. I want you to ask God to highlight one person who needs joy represented to them right now. I want you to write those things down. Then I want to activate those questions by doing the following. We're going to celebrate, number one, we're going to celebrate what God has done regardless of our circumstances by doing this. Thank God for what he has done until you can see what he is doing. Now you may say, Pat, I can't find any joy in what God's done in my life. Let's look beyond the material and let's acknowledge that the greatest gift that we've been given of joy that we can celebrate and rejoice in is Jesus Christ. And we're going to thank God for that, for what he's done. And if there's other practical things, write them down and thank God for those things, for what he's done until you can see what he's doing. And then lastly, this is for other people now. Ask God how your one person that you've highlighted needs joy represented to them in a very practical way. Now I want you to reach out and do that thing. Just reach out and do it. Don't overcomplicate it. We have such a tremendous opportunity because 2020 is the best year ever to rejoice. As we rejoice in Jesus Christ and the joy that he brings us. Now let's pray. Father, Lord, I thank you. There, 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 is, there is a sense of, of peace that comes with this gratitude that I thank you. That as we rejoice, we're reintroducing Jesus to wherever we're at on our journey, whatever's going on, whatever roadblock, obstacle, 
whatever toll booth we feel stuck at, whatever mountain we're climbing, whatever valley we feel like we're in, no matter what we're facing. I thank you that we have a, we have a savior. We have a deliverer. We have a Jesus named joy that we can reintroduce to our journey. Help us to have a shifted perspective to be childlike in our faith, like my 19-month-old daughter. To be childlike in our faith. To be able to just rejoice regardless. I, 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 I know what I see on the surface. But God, you're writing a different story. and My lens is your joy. My lens is your son, Jesus. And I'm not going to be robbed of my joy because of my circumstances. I am going to reintroduce the joy of my salvation, the joy of who you are. Even when it seems inappropriate, we're going to sing happy songs of celebration. God, help us to rejoice by representing the joy of your son Jesus to those around us in very, very practical ways. We thank you, God for what it is that you've done. We thank you that we get to see each other and be together very soon. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen and amen. Now I want you to grab a hold of these things as you sign off for the day. Number one, jump in to our virtual courtyard. You're going to see the link in our chat right now by our ministry leaders. You can just click the button and it has the code. You can jump into our virtual courtyard. You can jump in, say hi if you have questions, prayer requests, or just want to have some personal contact uh, with another person uh, who is uh, hanging out and wants to have some chat with you. That is totally fine. We are here however we can serve you. And then you do not want to miss. Set a timer. Remind yourself. Write it on your hand. I don't care what you have to do. You're going to want to tune in to our social media platforms later today as we give you some great, exciting, special news about our Christmas Eve service at 6 p.m. this Thursday. We look forward to seeing you on our online campus for Christmas Eve and in person. God bless you. Amen and amen.